Hey guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and that is Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the most premium, high-quality, science-backed products on the market in Australia today, and you guys can use the code TFLP to save 10% off your next order at unifyactive.com. Unify has a range of products, including whey protein isolate, plant-based protein, a pre-workout, creatine monohydrate, and their best-selling product, the Hydration Formula. So again, use that code TFLP to save 10% at unifyactive.com. My name's Corey Boutwell. I own the Set the Standard community, and this is the Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Corey, what's up, man? What's up, bro? Firstly, I want to say thank you for that conversation we just had on your podcast, which was fucking awesome. I absolutely love it. I'm G'd up now. And <laughs> I know we talked about not setting expectations, but fuck, I've got a lot to live up to because that was a good conversation, man. Um, but I actually wanted to take, obviously, the the chance in this episode to learn a bit more about you as well. I've been watching your work from afar for a while now. Um, and, and firstly, I just want to say it's incredible work super impactful um i take value from basically every piece of content i see of yours which is awesome and we've obviously been talking as well this morning about how we have so many similarities in terms of our path and um, our experiences which is really cool um but i'm interested to hear what who was Corey as a as a young kid like what was your life like growing up oh man i actually had this conversation recently i was just fucking wild to be completely honest And I've been talking about it recently, I was like, mum knew that she was ready um, for me. And she really like gave me freedom. Like I'd just, I would like, <laughs> when I was a kid, I was just thinking about stories, it's so funny. Parents, like people's parents would come home and myself and all the kids would just jump off the roof, like onto the trampoline. <laughs> and people's parents would be like, is my kid gonna die? <laughs> like, have you broken my kid? There's a rule in every kid in your school's household, do not go home with Corey. <laughs> yeah, right, because we're gonna have fun, right? Um, but yeah, so we just like, we're pretty wild. And I like sung and danced and act, like my whole yep. um, lifestyle. So my whole childhood and it wasn't like it's not a huge thing in Adelaide right so you know there was a lot of I think like timid sort of mm-hmm. people in there before you'd like work your way up to yep. whatever other areas and I started like they had this um like singing dancing acting school and I started it was called mighty good talent school and I started like in the suburbs and they had like the city people who they'd go and get like jobs and gigs and stuff and yep. looking at them like whoa <laughs> but most people were kind of timid because they want people to go do singing dancing and acting to like mm-hmm. bring them out of their shells but mm-hmm. I was already wild so it's just like the biggest like personality yeah um like as a, as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think my dad was ready at all because I just triggered the living shit out of him. Right. And sometimes there was always this little bit of too muchness. And um, a lot of the dancing and acting teachers were like, hell yeah, mm-hmm. let's just mold him. Mm-hmm. But everywhere else, I, mean, I just got told off by other people's parents all the time. Right. Teachers at school were always telling me off. I was like always in trouble. Even like my parents were just like telling me off for shit all the time. I was just for like, being too much. Yeah, for being too much because I would like accidentally hurt other kids yeah. or I would be like too too loud and embarrass other people yeah. or like, you know, kids would like run a naked somewhere for something. But, yeah. you know, and it, it didn't really change too much um, as I grew up, especially in like like my teens and stuff. I was always just big and had like a lot of, lot of energy mm-hmm. and I sort of just really followed my heart. Yeah. But after parents split up, after attachment to partners, which I had beforehand and just being like, 
cheated on and then like being an asshole in relationships as well and then like not knowing purpose and like working with my old man and just going oh to that because he was like oh you can't work or anything you have to be working like yeah. not allowed to have a break like yeah. once you finish school get into it straight away so after that it sort of like felt squished mm-hmm. and then i've just been on this like like journey of just letting like self-expression just have yeah. come out mm-hmm. and just slow so slowly but surely and just seeing it this thing this thing this thing and just change 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 and, and as that happens it's just been like it's been an amazing process. So now I feel very comfortable. I'm like, oh, very me. Then I find another partner. I'm like, oh, I'd be more, more here. Because I found like when I reflect on it, because my partner was telling me, she's like, man, you talk a lot about like some of those times if you're justifying them. And mm-hmm. I was like, why is that? And I was thinking, I was like, maybe because I felt so powerful then. Yep. Like, you know, 15, 16, like mm-hmm. just, even though I got like, same thing, I got bullied at school because yep. I sung, danced and acted. So mm-hmm. it was just like, man, man, yeah. Because like, you're unique. And I was just like, fuck everyone here man yeah it wasn't until like year 12 um but for some reason everyone just sort of got awesome like yep. year 11 and 12 at school i was like oh this is actually fun now but um yeah besides that's been a journey of unraveling when and how did you realize that it had all been kind of suppressed and and all of the i guess as you said the, the covering up of it being too much and and when did you realize that it was something that you needed to then kind of <laughs> yeah. tap into and work on in order to express yourself as you naturally would be again yeah. and bring yourself back to that energy of the 15-year-old, of the kid who didn't have a care in the world about what other people kind of said, mm-hmm. but then letting yourself be the best version of yourself again. Mm-hmm. How did that start? Oh, yeah. So I'm like unraveling this like real time. So I had this, I'm not sure if anyone else had this, but I had this like attached in my mind, this, this scenario where I was like, no one in my family's ever gone to uni, so I'm going to finish uni. Mm-hmm. So I went to uni, studied aviation for a year and a half, and I was like, that is not the lifestyle I want to live because yep. those guys are hardcore mm-hmm. like for what they do. And I was like, I want to bodybuild. Like, yep. That's one thing that I absolutely loved. I fell into that. Um, so I was like, well, that's not the road I'm going to go down. So I started studying business, got a business degree, and actually crushed it. I graduated with honors and stuff. It was, yep. it was really cool. Um, so... In that time, I was like, well, I was really attached to this uni thing. Yep. So I remember finishing school, then being like, now what the fuck do I do? And mm-hmm. then dad was like, here, here's something you can do. And I was like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't like making my own decisions. And yep. then it was like, well, I really want to do uni. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do uni as a pathway to get in aviation and then business. And I was like, yep. yep. And then at the end of uni, same thing. They're like, oh, here's this really good experience that you can have because you did well mm-hmm. doing a mentorship uh, or like a, a traineeship yep. at this um, organization at the EPA. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure. Went into there. And then I was just like, man, I haven't made any like, goddamn choices myself. So it wasn't until I got into uh, the EPA and I was working and I was winning, like, I won like some awards and like scaled up quite yep. quickly and was like doing like, like leadership training yep. and part of all this learning all this stuff. And it wasn't until I got into the office and I saw the people there. I like, feel so sorry for like a lot of people there because I've been there for like 30 years. And I'm yeah. just like, man, you've just been molded by mm-hmm. media and the news and, and everything. And I just yep. thought, yuck. I did not want to be like that at yeah. all. This isn't like anything. So I was just like, had this kind of thing in my mind where I was like, man, I haven't like made any decisions like myself and gone out myself. Like hero's journey is here. I'd already been studying like personal development for so long. Like I'm standing here for a short time and yep. I'm transitioning the fuck out and doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. And then I did. And it's just been like self-discovery. When you said you've been kind of studying and, and aware of the personal development yep. for some time, mm-hmm. what was, what initially got you into that? Like what, kind of drew you into personal development? It's a good question of what drew me into personal development. Seriously, I actually don't know. I just remember like, so I started competing when I was like 21. Because that's pretty self-aware to be able to realize that, you know, because for a lot of people, that's just how life plays out. And and they they (laughs) think that's how their life has to go because, 
you know, the old mentality of life happens, yeah. you know, to me, not for me, right? Mm. So how were you able to look at where you were at <laughs> and say, you know what, I haven't actually fucking made any decisions. This is yeah. basically just being me led yeah. into one thing to the next. Yeah. Well, quite honestly, I was like brought up to be a fucking superstar. That yeah. was like put on me yeah. um, in the best way possible. And I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Same thing, like when we were like going for singing, dancing and acting, I'd been in like movies, theater productions and sung in front of thousands of people and always got the acting gigs. I landed the things. I had I was making all this money when I was like 12 yeah. from like, yeah. like performing and stuff. Like I wasn't at school that much. I was leaving right. school early all the time mm-hmm. to act. And my dad says it now. He's like, I don't know how the fuck we when you were a kid, you do that much shit. Yeah. Like you're doing 16 hour days, like four yeah. days a week. And then you go, all the other kids would have weekends and then you'd be working all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was like, yeah, no shit. I didn't yeah. think about it. I was, I was cool. So I had this sort of like thing of that was supposed to be- 12 year old CEO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. so, so I was just, yeah, just doing like uh, gigs for people. It was so fun. But I remember like after my parents split up, super attached to like a partner, partners for a while. And then like, just being like an asshole myself and just being not happy like in those situations mm-hmm. and then like just leaning on the next thing and the next thing. It was just like everything got squished and it was very dark mm. for like five years there. And I remember like what, what like what got me out with it was just, just having the realization that's just like, fuck, I'm like 20 now mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to be this fucking superstar and I'm not. Right. And like that, a lot of that come from like, mum when mm-hmm. she was just like no you're the best you always deserve to be the yep. best like don't care what other people said about you mm-hmm. like i they still think you're the best yeah like, mum they're better obviously that's why they won and she's like no but you're supposed to be the best and i hate not being the best yeah <laughs> like i hate it yeah <laughs> like so much yeah and i recognize it and then like sometimes i just over it. i'm like oh this is not a thing to be the best but like yeah. i want to be the best yeah so i just having like a rude awakening. I was like, well, I've got to start doing something. So I'm like, I see it. I'm going to compete in bodybuilding. I was like 21 because I'm still the same size as what I was then. So everyone was like, holy shit, man, you should definitely compete. Like, yep. You look like you're on gas. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm 21. Never yeah. been on, so what I did was funny. I had like a, a, a tub of EAAs yeah. and I wrote steroids around them and I started to take them to <laughs> the gym yeah. everywhere. <laughs> and everyone That's was cold. like, this on gas. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. My mom was like, is it actually steroids? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this powder, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> steroids is EAA. Take enough creatine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, yeah, so hold on. Uh, so you stepped into bodybuilding. Stepped into bodybuilding and then like, was like, well, that's something I can do. And I got, mm. got back on the stage again. Yep. So I so used to being on stage yep. in front of a crowd. And I was like, oh, this feels great. Mm-hmm. This feels familiar. And it was on one of the stages where I used to sing and dance on all the time. And like mm-hmm. some of the dancing crews I was a part of, we won like Australia titles and stuff. And we went, oh, yeah. It was cool. <laughs> so yeah, when I got back on stage, I was like, oh, this is it. I've got to start doing something. Yeah. But to do and go through that contest preparation, I mean, one of my friends was like, oh, read how to, win friends and influence people. Right. Cliche, right? Yep. But I remember reading and listening to that book at the same time because like, oh, reading this is like mm. hard because it's not fictional. So I'd listen to it at the same, like watch it, had a YouTube and listen to it. And then I was like, thinking grow rich. And then it just led on to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And then it was just like listening to so much Jordan Peterson and all these other yeah, right. motivational speakers. But what I did was I'd listen to things that they thought were really beneficial to them. And this yep. was in like my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Like I remember Jordan Peterson saying like, Frederick Nietzsche is one of the best people I've ever researched from and yep. learned everything from this. It's like 80% of his stuff is so brilliant, it's insane. So I was like, well, I'm just gonna fucking read Nietzsche. Little right. did I know, it's gonna take me 10 months to finish one of his goddamn books. Because yeah. it's like, <laughs> I'd sit there and I'd have Siri in front of me, like on my laptop, and I still do this. I have like yeah. Siri in front of me. I have like a big A3 pad of paper or my notes and I'm like reading a book and I'm just underlining stuff that's like good. And then something pops, I'm like, holy shit. I write that down and there's a word I don't understand. I'm like, Siri, what does piety mean? And they're like, oh, something. <laughs> <laughs> then it tells me, then I'd like just practice studying and I found yep. that really beneficial 
while I was training mm -hmm. and like getting my mind in the right order. Yep. And then it was just like, I was winning everything. And then after I won everything, everything collapsed. Why is everything collapsing? Yeah. And then I just kept studying and everything else. And then I'd go, all right, there's one, this other thing that I want to do that was really big. And it was just like throwing a party for all of my friends. Yeah. Down, whoop, whoop. And we'd have like so many people yeah. come to like a party. We're like, what the hell? This is so fun. And we're like, okay. So then I was like, well, what do I actually want? Let's put direction and energy in there. And it was just like slowly just building up wins. Yeah. Like slowly but surely. And then, and then it just started really winning. And I was like, what? So, yeah. With that mentality, as you said, uh, by the sounds of it, a lot of it came from, you know, you said your mum always telling you you're the best and <laughs> you, you should be winning and all this type yeah. of stuff. Like, how were you able to put that, how were you able to channel that into a positive? Obviously, winning is a positive in itself, but also you have the self-awareness of like, you know, maybe there are people that are better at me at certain things or maybe I don't always have to win in order to feel happy or to see it as a success. So, how does that play out now? Like, oh. how has your mindset changed around what is a success for you now? Well, a big, uh, huge. So, I don't know. I think I integrated that a while ago with bodybuilding competing. Mm. I don't know if you got the same thing as this or it was just like out there for blood, you know. But it's, it is like, it's just winning for yourself is one part, right? Winning 100%. for yourself. But then also just being so happy for the other person. Yep. And if they beat you or you get beaten, it's like, good fucking job. Yeah. Like, you beat me, mm -hmm. like you win. Yeah, I'm coming back though. Yeah, <laughs> like for and sure. And it's also, I think, the un with bodybuilding in particular, it's the understanding of like that's. This is where I really learned around the. I learned the mindset of like letting go of things that are outside of your control because I was just new to myself coming into it. I'm like, what can I control? All right, I can make sure I do everything possible in order to look my best on that day. And and if I don't, then I have to take full responsibility because no one else. It's no one else's fault. It's mine good or bad. At the same time, I have zero control over what anyone else looks like, how long they've been training for, what shape they're in on comp day. And being at peace with that really allows you to then see, you know, the whole cliche, it's you versus you. Like if I look better than I did last time, then I've won regardless of what they tell me I placed. And as you said, you feel, you feel happy. And I think that was like one of the, the coolest parts of the camaraderie of people competing is because I feel like most people are on that same page. So obviously you've got people there who clearly want to win yeah. and people are probably disappointed if they don't win. But at the same time, everyone is just so uplifting towards each other because everyone has that, the same understanding of what went into being there on that day. Oh, I remember being backstage in one of the shows and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And there's, there are so many lessons learned, right? So mm -hmm. a little bit of discipline because you're like, oh, there's two meals that I should have eaten that time probably played a role into this and you can't control what the judges think. But also I remember we were backstage and I remember like it was the tone and the energy in the room was like mm, for a little bit. And one of the guys was just like, it doesn't fucking matter who wins. We tried our fucking hardest to get them back here. We all look fucking sick. Let's go. And everyone was like, like yelling at the back. That's and cool. it was, yeah, it was such a cool experience. And we're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like let's yeah. give it like our absolute best. So um, yeah, there's like a lot of lessons learned from that. Also learned a lot of um, giving and receiving in bodybuilding. Like I talk a lot about like, you know, mm -hmm. shouldn't they give a give thanks to the receiver for receiving? Yeah. Because if you give someone a gift and they say thank you, that makes you feel good, which is a gift. Yes. Right? So I remember this playing out and I was like, oh, I'm going to break this guy's heart because he came up and, <laughs> and he's like, do you want to, right, I'm going to go upstairs, I'm going to grab heaps of cookies for us. Do you want me to grab you some? And I was like, oh, I'm going to for dinner after and I don't want to have like big sugar bomb cookies yeah. after my comp. Like, I was like, bro, I'm so sorry, but no. And he was like, oh, I saw his energy go down. 
And then like my friend's Ali was standing next to me and he was just like, fuck yeah, bro. You get me those cookies, I'll eat the shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then this other guy's face, and I was like, hell yeah, man. And I was like bonding. I was like, man, isn't that just receiving at yeah, its absolute yeah. finest? Yeah. Just knowing like how that was going. I, I just thought that that was really cool. Triggered memory there. <laughs> what What is like, what was the catalyst for you then wanting to add value? To, was that one of the reasons why you oh. saw value in giving value to other people? Because obviously when I look at your content now and, and what you give to the world and to people around you and people that follow you is just so much value. And I can feel and I can see that you take so much joy out of, of giving value to other people and, mm. and seeing other people do well, mm. which isn't such an incredible quality to mm. have Um and I firsthand understand how good that feeling really is. But what was it that gave you that kind of sense of purpose around serving? Because obviously being told that you need to be a winner and, and success and always being number one, it's very easy to see how that can be channeled into making sure that you're always above everyone else. You know what Superiority I mean? Superiority complex. Yeah, 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 100%. So what do you think was the reason why you have this such a, a purpose and passion for giving back to other people? There's a couple of things there. One thing is it sort of makes me like really emotional, to be honest. Like makes me so emotional. I'm like, because it's just overwhelming, like the amount of thanks and like appreciation man, I'm like, um, that I've received. Mm-hmm. It's just been like insane. Yeah. And there's this part of yourself, which I asked you, you know, the question on the podcast beforehand. I was like, why are you worthy? And the same thing is I've just felt like so unworthy before. Mm-hmm. The things of just like, oh, I can't have this. Like the first people that I started working with were just millionaires. Yeah. And I'd come from all this like money bullshit story of just coming up and just being like, regardless, I'm just like, well, I know my fucking worth anyway. I remember one of my like head coaches, Glenn, challenged me once and he was like, I was like asking for money from a client for the first time and it was like a stupid amount. <laughs> He's just like, yeah. fucking ask for it, man. Like yeah. quite seriously. He's like, you know the stuff you do, whatever it is, you know the position they're in, like ask for it. Shut my pants, man. Yeah. But like at the same time, I was like, you know, fuck yeah. And yeah, it was absolutely delusional, but I was like, you know, this is, you know, there's 2% chance sometimes, like sometimes people say yes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, we went in and, and led into that, but. And anyway, I ended up working with a person and like had a great experience and they still thank me to this day. I'm yeah. like, fuck man, that was like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're still like, I wouldn't be where I was if it were like it was like for you. And it's like, <sighs> like there's just a lot to, yeah. to take in. 100%. So, and I think the passion and the purpose come from was just like myself having the big dreams, the big goals of just like wanting everything. Yeah. Like all of that. I just fucking want it. Mm-hmm. And just unapologetically just being like, I'm going to fucking try my best to get it. Mm-hmm. Like regardless. And like, come with me and yeah. like you can fucking get it too yeah and if i can get it mm-hmm. you can get it mm-hmm. so let's fucking go yeah. with the whole competition thing with bodybuilding yeah it's like you know with the guys are lifting each other up and stuff it's like we don't have to do it by our fucking selves guys yeah you know what i mean like we yeah. don't have to do it by ourselves and nice when you like just on the podcast before on your podcast you're like oh this amazing person i'd love to connect you yeah. with that person yeah and it's like like it, it, it gets to be like that yes. and people get to have it and like yep. sort of the unworthiness. So I just love watching that moment when people have the same moment like that I've had when they're just like, oh my God, it's, it's, it's more this than easy. enough abundance to go around. And there's more than enough and we can, and we can mm-hmm. all do it together and we can support each other. And if you're down, I fucking got your back. Yeah. If there's other things happen, I've got your back. That's why I literally like on Saturday I made the make money workshop because I was fucking sick of the guys in my community. We're changing some things around business wise. Mm-hmm. And like some of them were like, sorry, some of you guys like might not be able to come with us. So, but, but fuck that. Yeah. And fuck you guys like not <laughs> thinking that you could get into that. Like yeah. rude. So I'm going to put on a make money <laughs> workshop, come to it. I'm going to kick your fucking ass yeah. so that you can come with us. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. Yeah. One of the guys was in there in the morning, <laughs> blew his brain. They come back later on for a podcast. He's like, I made a huge fucking sale last night. And we were like, 
why didn't you tell this when you yeah. first walked in, dude? He was like, he was like, yeah, I did. You just said some things, like push it through. And I was like, I went home and I was like, yeah, I can do this. And like, I've got to do this. And he just did it. And he was like, oh, wow, is that easy? Like, yeah. That's crazy. So <laughs> that lesson, because I remember actually seeing that piece of content you put out around uh, the story of, of asking the client who was doing super well, right? How, how do you approach that conversation with clients now around, let's say someone who is a coach or even outside of that, let's say it's in the workplace and, and you know, you, you have that sense of your value and your worth, but at the same time, when you're looking at it from perspective, you're like, well, how am I in a position to, to ask for this or to do this when this person's done X, Y, and Z? How do you approach that conversation and how do you allow someone to have that self-belief and the worthiness to be able to ask for what they're worth regardless of who they're talking to? Because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, with the whole status thing and, and looking at you know, someone's year 10 in comparison to your year one and then also <laughs> not feeling on the same page. But do you have any advice around that? Because I think yeah, a lot of people struggle with it. I do. And it used to be different. And I learned this actually on Saturday myself. Crazy story. I can't wait to tell you this one. So, man, we're doing this exercise in the Make Money Workshop. And essentially you're asking, we, we get down to it of like who you got to talk to to ask for something. And it's either time, relationships or money. Mm -hmm. Like whatever you need more of. And we figure out who it is, what's the thing. And every single individual asks someone and they got to stay in like knees in front of each other, eye contact, not allowed to move away. And the other person is not allowed to make any facial expressions and no noise. And they have to ask like three to four, five times. They just nod when they're supposed to do it again. And then mm -hmm. we give each other feedback. And it wasn't until like halfway through the second round when we swapped people. And I was like, there's a lot of fucking anger in this room. Like people are getting really angry. So we just had like a little bit of like an anger release and then come yep. back. And then people did it again. And they were still frustrated right. afterwards. And I was like, do you guys want to do an angry one? Like actually come in here and do like a really fucking angry, ask for what you want. Yeah. And they were like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right, we'll just get a few minutes. You're going to ask this other person as angry as you can for exactly what you want. And they did. And yeah. they went through one at a time and they asked. And then we like sat down. We're like, well, what was the difference? And one of the guys were like, one of the guys, Louis said, like he was doing with Mitch. He was like, Mitch and his first, like two times that he tried was the worst I've ever heard anyone ask for anything in my life. And then he was like- Just a lack of sincerity type feeling oh, to it? Was, or? Yeah, he was just yeah. like, however he asked was just atrocious, right? He yeah. said trash. He's like, the second time was perfect. Yeah, right. When he was angry. And we were like, wow. holy shit. And a lot of time they were like, yeah, when we showed up, but- I had to sort of talk about this as anger is just passion suppressed. Mm. Anytime you're angry, it's like you've, you've got this motivating or this passion and someone's like shutting you down. It's like, no, then you're like, what the hell? You can even think about it in football. If you go to like kick a goal when you mm -hmm. want to get it and someone hits you real hard in the side and you goddamn miss and you're like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. It's angry because you're so passionate about getting the goal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's the same thing about people getting what they want and it's a little bit different. Mm. And you can read that in, in body language because the right. other person's like not allowed to say anything. So they're just like, oh shit, how's, how's my body reacting? Yeah to this other person. Wow. And when they come in and they were just like, this is exactly what I want, why I want it, give it to me. The other person was like, okay. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. But also being comfortable in the silence, yes. which is why. So um, in asking what, what you're worth, like, you know, um, when it comes like down to anything, whenever I'm asking for anything myself, I'm just like, this is it. This is what it is. And this is why, whatever it is. And then I'm just silent. Mm like a little bit of sales strategy there, but you have to be comfortable in that science, silence. And that like takes a little bit of a skill to learn. And that comes, comes out to it. And I was like, well, I can feel my own passion. I can feel my passion like for this person yeah. that I really want to help. And I don't want to have like stage two level confidence because it's three levels of confidence. Yep. One is like, oh, I, I, could, like, I could tie my shoelaces. 
right? Yeah. Num- number two is I'll tie the fuck out of my shoelaces, man. You yeah. bring me some shoes, I'll tie them right fucking now. You give me any kind of shoes, watch me one hand. I'll tie some shoelaces. And then third level confidence is, of course, I can tie my shoelaces. Right. So when people sort of come up with that, but they're passionate about it, mm-hmm. and they're like not letting their like them suppress uh, suppress themselves, it's just it's really interesting. Wow, but that's it's really intriguing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And just staying on that topic, like let's say someone is is really leaning into that, right? And and we'll use your example, right? Because I feel like it plays out um, quite interestingly. So, you know, you're telling this this client, a potential client, what you're worth. This is this is how much it is to work with me. Fucking. <laughs> and and you get that pushback right and, and i think this happens a lot for people who and i've experienced this a lot in the past probably six months since really leaning into the personal development space in terms of offering it as a service from my side when someone has that when someone isn't let's say within business and they're, they're currently not financially making much within their business they know they have value and they have value to offer their clients but they also know their worth and they get pushback or they get a no and I think for so many people, it's so easy or so natural for them to then take a backward step and go, oh, actually, maybe I'm not worth that much. And they kind of get complacent and settle for much less just in order to get what they set out to get, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So how do we lean into that discomfort, I guess? Or what's the, what's the next step when you do get that no, when you don't get the response or the answer that you're hoping for, but you don't want to lower your standards? I love this question so much. Like, I don't even realize how much I like this question talking about this. I freaking love it, right? Um, well, one part to that is my partner challenged me all the time. Like, she's like, I don't do sales calls. No way. She's like, I'm worth way more than that. I just mm. send people a link and they can message me. And if they don't want you to, then don't worry about it. I don't want mm. anyone that's not, like, willing to work with mm-hmm. themselves. Like, no way. She's got the demand. She's yeah. got the influence. She's got everything else. And she's like, yeah, I'm not going to put anything on anyone. So, like, here's a link if you want it, get it. If not, don't worry about it. Yeah. So she laughs at me when yeah, I do sales yeah, yeah. calls. Yeah. Like, but I also like getting to know yeah, people, sure. especially with my community because mm-hmm. it's such a tight knit thing. Yep. It's like some people are on here, I'm like, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hell <laughs> hell yeah. no. And then other people, it's like, oh man, you need this. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're a perfect fit. Yep. And then they have the moments where they're like, oh no, making up stories of like why they can't have it. Yeah. And then at the same time, it's like, well, there's also a price boundary in mm-hmm. here as well, which is going to like show up to them. Yep. And there's like a lot that I can and speak to that. So one part, it's like, yeah, cool. There is a part where it's like, yep, I want to remove myself away enough where people come in and buy something on a link. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do with for what that is. Yep. But then I was like, I take personal responsibility because I'm so passionate and so motivated to help people have this crazy good experience. It's like, I actually, and this is the lesson, like I owe it to the world because we're all gonna fucking die one day mm. to get as many goddamn people and hit as many. It's why I run ads, it's why I mm-hmm. do anything else, to reach as many people as I can. So I'm like, come here and fucking come with us guys yeah. because it's so good. Yeah. And everyone in the community, I'm not kidding, everyone's just like, yeah, when someone yeah. new comes in and everyone's, every, everyone is like yeah. hunting people like, oh, he's a new, he's yeah, a new boy, this yeah. one's gonna be awesome. And then yeah. we're like, yeah, let's get him in. And everyone's just catching up all around Everyone's Australia. on the same page. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So there's a part where like, depending on what you're selling, knowing your own self-worth mm-hmm. is how, like you have a moral obligation yep. to serve yes. people and yep. you got to pay to get them in. Mm-hmm. Like doing the, the workshop, I paid like, it was only like $500, something like that. My whole mm-hmm. bunch of my time driving back and forth. My yep. employees were there and doing the workshop and there was like six six people that were there, yep. right? And we had like 19 registers. Like maybe we should do it for like $10 so that people actually register. But that yep. wasn't the intention, yes. right? So like yep. they actually show up. So like mm, maybe we got it. But at the same time, like hell yeah, as you mentioned in the last podcast, give you your best value. Yep. And I was like super stoked that they were there and like went absolutely hard. But that was because like 
like I, that was a moral obligation yes. of mine. I'm like, yeah. I got to do this. Something so, Grant Cardone talks about in the tennis yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like see, see your service, your value yeah. as a duty and an obligation to it, oh. to get it out to the world. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that because I didn't know he said that. I'm, I'm assuming because he's like so genius. He actually <laughs> was a reason I got like started being good at asking for money. He was just like on stage once. He was like, watch this, everybody. Give me some money. People just run up and gave him money. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, that's it. And just started asking. <laughs> Wait to the supermarket. Hey, give me some money. <laughs> give me some money, please. <laughs> and I haven't done that before, by the yeah. way. Um, and yeah, so when you understand that on that level that mm -hmm. everyone has, you can get the right people in. And for me, I jump onto like a phone call with people and like have a sus, see if they're like actually good, good people. And they get on the phone call and let's say they're going through the period where they're like, Yes, I really want a part, a part of this. I want to absolutely kick ass. I need this. I'm ready mm -hmm. now. I make like $200,000 a year. And then, okay, here it comes. All right, so your first payment today is going to be like $1,200. And they're like, no. And you're like, why? Yeah, why? <laughs> first thing I ask yeah. is like, okay. But I ask questions and I understand like sort of where people are at and where they're because I know that when people make the investment on themselves, mm -hmm. whether it be $200, whether it be $80,000, like whatever it is, they have this crazy experience because in Australia, the tall poppy syndrome we we'll talked yes. about beforehand, people pleasing shit is like, <laughs> put yourself fucking first. Yeah. Oh my God. Like so many people just don't put themselves first mm -hmm. and it makes me like so frustrated. Yeah. So it pisses me off. Yes, I didn't just put myself first, but now that I do, it's like, it's so easy. So I get passionate about it because I'm like, oh, I just want to talk about before. I can shake people the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so it, that is the moment where they actually do get to put themselves yeah. first. And we've just usually gotten really deep on a conversation. I'm like, okay, so you've had this pattern, this thing, this thing's rocked up and you can't put yourself first for these reasons. And yes. now you can't even put some money on yourself first. Yeah. Like, this is your first step. Like you do know that. Yeah. And it's like for me, because there's a lot of stuff that used to come up, which people may be listening to in regards to like your question, which could be like, am I actually worthy to charge yeah. this amount? It's like, if you do not charge that amount for what you're having, it prevents them from having that experience. It prevents them from having the breakthrough. And then they're not going to be committed yes. to what you're doing anyway. They don't have skin in the game. Yeah. They, they don't have any skin in the mm -hmm. game. And it should be a little bit shaky. Like mm -hmm. I remember I paid, like I did coaching with Toby Pearson. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, Toby Pierce, not Pearson. And we did like one day. And he's like, cool, $20,000. And I was like, oh. Yeah. This is when I was first in business. And I was like, yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> he's like, we don't do payment plans. And I was like, please don't do payment plan. <laughs> yeah. And because it was a friend of a friend, he was like, okay. Take was, Bitcoin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, right. So he went through and I'm still implementing shit that he said that day. Like we're yep. still, it's been like 10 months mm -hmm. since I um, like had that session yeah. with Toby, maybe longer. And I think as well, you make that commitment to yourself. It's yeah. like, if I'm paying this money, there's no fucking chance that I'm just like leaving this shit. I'm putting this shit to work. I was there early. I listened yeah. to every single thing that he said. Afterwards, I spent hours like, like um, drawing up in like Canva, these beautiful Canva slides and presented them to another mentor and everyone on my team and stuff like this yeah. is like what I'm doing, created videos on it. of like, mm -hmm. this is how we go and moving stuff around. We're still implementing it. Like literally, yeah. we're still like, there's like, 15% of the shit that we yeah. like, oh my God. But it's given like such a good good roadmap. And that mm -hmm. was like a crazy like experience for myself. Yeah. And it's also pushed my threshold. So now when it comes to investing myself, I'm like, matter it be $2,000 or $7,000. I'm mm -hmm. like, let's do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. sometimes it's a little bit scary than every single time. For some reason, it's like tenfold. It comes back. Like Exactly power. right. Well, from the energetic standpoint, you know, we were talking before about India. Um, I did a similar thing. We did a just a one-time call with India. I think it was like maybe five, five or six thousand dollars. It was like an hour call, right? Um, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like this is in terms of an investment, and you know, it's it's easy as well sometimes to look at. All right, if I'm paying this much money, then surely I get more than an hour. But I'm like, "Nah, fuck that!" Like I know the the potential of 
the possibility and the shift in mindset I can have in this hour and the attention and detail I'm going to put to this is going to be crazy. But she has brought up a really good point and I can't rem- remember whether it was in this call or in another one. But as a coach in particular, if I'm like, all right, I want you to, you know, you're going to pay me $3,000 for the next month of coaching, right? But then I am fucking not willing to go and pay $3,000 or $5,000, whatever it is, for, for a coaching for myself. How can I expect to put out that energy and get like this energy of people paying me in return when I'm not even doing it myself? So when I, when I shifted that mindset in particular, that's what really changed things for me. So now when there is potential to grow and learn from someone else and collapse time by taking their experience and their, their energy – I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll make it work because I know that, as you just said, the the energy I get in return, the old boomerang effect, like what I put out is what's going to come back. And if I can't put that energy out myself, then I can't expect it from my clients or potential clients either. And how intentional were you when you showed up to like that cool as well? I bet oh, you knew exactly what you wanted to talk about. Like 100%, like, <laughs> yeah. Fucking shitloads of notes, like <laughs> yeah. recorded the call. Like, like yeah, yeah, we're on. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I um, It was funny talking about the Toby story because I made that 20K back in a week. Like Epic. the week after. Yeah. I was like, come in for one-on-one, whatever, and we changed things around, and I had that price up for like two months beforehand, and then it was like, here it is, and they were like, done. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Mind-blowing, right? It was like really exciting, and then you're like, okay, well, here's my worth. And then like, you know, you work with people, and you know you're getting a good result when you work with people, and they're like, they say to you, or I've said to you, like, oh, this is worth like every cent, or mm. worth more, this is worth double than what I paid. And you're like, well, if someone's saying that, and you're having these results, why are you getting so caught up on someone when they, you know, don't pay like a $500 deposit or exactly they pay right. one, something else that you've yeah. got value on? Yeah. And it's like hard to have that, you know, sort of duality of comparing mm-hmm. yourself to I'm doing so good here and not enough here. And what I play up because I've been guilty of that as well, of being like, oh man, this like, I really wanted this per- person in and like I was willing to give them like a $200 deposit because I really wanted to come in. It's like, no, like where's your boundaries of those? Like yes. maybe not do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe that person like actually isn't like, ready yet and you're disservicing them like having that exactly like, sort right. of experience yeah. but, and um, sticking to the standard you set for yourself as well exactly but then there's a part in that where like where i come in my passion comes in where it's like fucking get that person in at least if they've even done that or move forward like mm-hmm. regardless and like even if you have to refund them whatever it is for me there's a part of myself that's like at least they've had a taste yeah you know what i mean yep. and the next time they go invest into someone else or do something like they at least take it fucking seriously. You know what I mean? So there's like a part of that which shows up where it's like I battle between, you know, what's this, what's that? Because sometimes I'll get like the perfect person as a fit, like because I write a lot of notes when I'm talking to someone. I'm just like, oh, I'm so ready for this person to come in. Then their money stories come up or we talk Mm. about them and it's like, no. But (laughs) we've had some people that have like dissolved money stories like in a call and then being like, all right, this is fucking it. Yeah. You're fucking do it. Yeah. We're like, and then on the phone afterwards, we're like, fuck yeah, like yeah. congratulations. <laughs> like you did that for you. You put yourself first. Fuck yeah. yes. They're like, oh man, I can't. I put myself first over yeah. my wife. <laughs> <sighs> like I'm having a full heart attack. Because yeah. most guys, for some reason, I don't know if it's a cop out. They're like, oh, I could like, I could like check my wife first. I'm like, yeah. fuck that. Yeah. You're going to go home and tell her, hey, babe, I invested in this for this reason because I'm going to be better. And you're going to better from yeah. it too. Yeah. 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 I did that with Chloe and she's just like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, what a man. <laughs> like, gets excited. So I'm like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, like, working with leaders and you, yourself being a leader and, and surrounding yourself with people who are continually leveling up and looking to level up as well? What do you think is an underrated quality or value of a leader? 
Oh, this has just recently come up straight away and it's just like getting fucking angry. I've been working so much anger recently and I don't know why. There's a few things that um, one of my employees asked me um, not too long ago as we're talking about, we're talking about his gifts that he had. And he's just got this like fucking, he has like a photographic memory and it's insane. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it's, it's actually real. And I didn't know photographic memory is real. My partner has it as well. So that's why I'm like keeping all my bank cards upside <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah. it, it's real and uh, he has this like had quite a few gifts and he asked me what like some of my one of my gifts were and i was like there's just moments where one thing clicks and it makes sense for everything mm-hmm. and you know after being like i didn't realize how angry i was when i was growing up like i was so angry but that's because i was just so passionate enthusiastic but like throughout like the the dark hole of i would say 17 to 22 and it was really dark in there um was I was just so angry the whole time mm. and i think like a really good leader um, and what I learned this in like, um, I saw, I went to one of Preston Smiles and Alexi Panos's event, like okay, the yep. experience and advanced yep. leadership. And they just broke that down out of me. And right. it's like, this is real leadership and this isn't. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and, was, and that was there with people who have like studied leadership. Yep. I remember having this conversation with this older guy and he came up to me and he was like, um, we're talking about some sort of feedback and those things mm-hmm. we had to choose people and he didn't choose me. I'm like, why the fuck didn't you choose me, Andrew? Yeah. Cause he's like a really cool, he like, we had like a cool <laughs> relationship. And he was like, I didn't because I hate your leadership style. And I was like, well, tell me more about it. Mm-hmm. And then he, cause he's, he's like, well, I've studied leadership and I had all these things. And I was like, well, the scenarios that we've just put ourselves in, in here, would any of those leadership styles work? And he was like, no. And I was like, I know I've done the leadership training. I've talked to the leadership people. I've like, I've taught it. I've done the organizational development stuff. Like I, I get it. And like when push come to shove, it didn't fucking work, did mm. it? He was like, no. I was like, what did? And it was like literally expressing your emotions. And I've told this a few times. <laughs> I've been telling this story a lot like recently and it was just so funny. I, I was like two weekends ago, I throwed internally, right? Not yeah, externally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I throwed a fucking tantrum. And it was the same thing happened. I was looked at the numbers in my business and we had like whatever break even was and we were like 11 days out. And I was like, like <laughs> I went balls back I had this tantrum on the inside, dude. It was the worst. And I had this like tantrum of just being like, <laughs> dude, oh, they got you, didn't they? <laughs> they, they got, got me. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> but it was well, and I had this. I was. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. <sighs> but yeah, I had this full panic attack. Yeah, and I was like, I'm like, how am I going to communicate this to the guys? And I was like, well, how did I do it in the scenarios when we got tested in the leadership experience? And I was like, I just need to be like the courage, as we talked about in your podcast, the courage to be vulnerable mm. in like all the different ways. And I basically told all the guys, I was like, I rung them up and I was like, all right, I woke up at two a.m. I was writing notes for two and a half hours, and I haven't, I've missed out four hours of sleep last night. Aura is hating me. Yeah, <laughs> Aura's hating me today. And then I went in and I was just said to them, I was like. I'm fucking stressed as, I'm anxious, I'm nervous, mm-hmm. I'm fucking feeling like we're not gonna get this thing. And I feel like we really need a hustle. We've been focusing on a lot of bullshit recently and not what we're supposed to be fucking focusing on. And it's frustrating, I'm supposed to be going away this weekend, enjoying a weekend away with my partner, which was supposed to be, cause we went to Bali, we got sick as hell. Yeah. And then we're like, well, this is our makeup holiday to have like just some relaxed time together. Yeah. I was like, and I'm thinking like, I'm not going to, but my brain keeps going, bail out on this goddamn yeah. weekend. Like don't show up, don't go and just work the whole fucking weekend. It's comfortable mm-hmm. with me. I can go, I can just work until I like pass out. So, and I was like, um, and, I, and I do not want to fucking do that. Yeah. But I am scared fucking shitless yeah. and I'm angry as hell and so frustrated about it. You know what they said? I said, bro, we feel you and we've fucking got your back. That's, don't you fucking worry. Like leave it with us. On Sunday, I talked to them and they said, they said to me like, it's the hardest we've ever worked in our entire lives. 
So could you imagine telling someone in a tradie or another leader, like, hey, I threw a fucking tantrum and then everyone worked as hard as they, yeah. hard as they could? That's crazy. How powerful. What? It was so powerful. Yeah. But I didn't blame them yeah, for yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. I was like, these are the things we need. We've got to work together. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and I, like, I want to sit and I want to come in and do this stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I don't know what to do about the weekend. Like, wh- like what do you guys think? Yeah. Like, how are we going to do it? And they were just like, oh, we'll do this, 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 we'll sort it out. Like, don't worry about it. We've got it. This is time for Amazing. us to step up. Yeah. And they step up Stepping ever since power, then. Yeah. yeah. And that was like, that was like three, four weeks ago. And since then, they've just been like, I mean, it's like two weeks ago. They've just been like on. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm so blessed. Yeah. I was like, like worthy stuff come up again like why am i worthy to like have these amazing people like supporting me um so yeah so in terms of leadership that to get back to your original question Mm -hmm. just expressing your emotion it's it and asking for some support and stepping the fuck back it's a super valuable answer man thanks so much for sharing that's really (laughs) cool that's That's really really cool yeah thank you what's a what's a question for someone who who is leaning into their own personal growth and they, they want to do the work and they want that self-awareness and they're willing to get vulnerable and, and open with themselves. What's a, what's the, in your opinion, the number one question that someone should be asking themselves? I had a few run through my head and I'm not too sure because one part of my, 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 my brain and my heart are like, well, it is individualistic and you've got to find it for like the like right person. And then a part of myself has a lot of like, you know, foundational, um, f- foundational questions of just like, why are you alive? Um, I think is a, like a real good one um, because I think, I feel and know from talking to so many people, so many people, no matter what level that they're in, like you can, the people who make all the money are the ones who sometimes like need the most help, but they don't think mm. they do because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I got money. Because of the external right? yeah. And then there's so many other people who are like desire to have a really fulfilling life or des- desire to live it big, but they just have no idea how. It's like regardless of both like situations, because people who have money or get into success like build comfort zones for themselves. They mm. build like a big castle of comfort zone. Yep. They're like, oh, I'll stay here. And it's like sometimes it's like, oh, there's a lot more in the tank, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? When you get like productive, it's like something gets so damn yeah. productive. And um and with leadership skill, right? It's all different. And then like some people who just really want to, you know, start living a life that they truly want because they've got lost along the way is, is like the, the, the huge thing is just like uncertainty all the time. And I'm specifically like majority speaking to men in this one is like yep. just that uncertainty piece. It just comes up all the time and asking like, why am I alive? I think it's a like, you know, it's a question to ask that's like, it sounds big, but then you sort of have to start breaking it down. Mm. It's like, okay, <clears throat> like why, why am I? specifically alive a lot of it's like okay it comes down to a lot of people like want to be a dad want to be a husband yeah i want to be like a provider like i want to be a leader i want to live like a you know fuck ordinary like i just don't want to be doing like the mediocre mediocre stuff Mm -hmm. i want to get to the next level wherever it is and it's like well well how come you're not living that 
could be one question. Mm. And it could be like, you know, um, why are you alive? It, it could be around family and stuff. But I think that sometimes it's a cop out for a lot of people because yeah. it's like, well, that's easy to lean on because everyone yeah. says that. Yeah. Like, but what, like, why are you actually alive? And then you can completely start confronting people and asking Keep them. Keep peeling it back. That's, a, that's an important one. And then like, like I laugh because sometimes I'll just, I'll just talk to people and be like, why are you alive? And ask them like, okay, why are you alive? I'm like, that's not the answer. I can feel it from you. Yeah. Right? You're showing, telling me. It's like, but, but why are you alive? And it takes so many times to get there. I'll do the same thing of like, how much are you worth? And ask people. All right. And when I ask that one, how much are you worth? What I want to get to is a number and why. Mm-hmm. All right. Is, is a number and why. And then people start having the conversations with themselves of um, like a day. Like how much am I worth in a day, in an hour? And I'm like, I don't know. How much are you worth? And so I'm like, put a number on it. They're like, uh, 10 million. You're like, only 10 million? They go, oh, shit. I'm like, this is you, man. How much are you worth? Oh, it takes like so long to sort of get down them. So I think like for the specific like person, you sort of have to, I think we have to, it's, it's, it's hard because when you get to know someone, you can get to ask their question and you have to, I I feel like you have to ask a whole bunch of range of questions until one ask hits you. And it's like, you sort of feel activated Mm -hmm. in a way. And then really lean into that stuff. Then when, it back. Yeah, and then when you start leaning into that one, yeah, come into there and, and and peel it back. But obviously a few big ones. I like why your life's a good one. How much are you worth is a good one? Because someone asked that to me and like attacked me with it. And I was just like, this is a big one. Like, holy shit. And when I got down to it, I was like one and a half billion. I was like, and the reason why was like when we got down to it. So that made me like mm. really sort of, you never seen that Steve Irwin piece when he talks and he's like, what good is a house and a gold plated dunny to me, mate? I want everyone's money. I don't care who it is. <laughs> Give it to me. I'm buying land and wilderness areas. I want to go to that creek and drink that. I love that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's this real good experience of him being like, why you want to give him like all the money? Yeah. He's got this mission to do with it. Yeah. And I feel like regardless of what it is, it doesn't have to be money, mm-hmm. relationship, whatever, like um, is sort of what you're here to do is relentlessly doing that and and being able to chase it but it takes a few questions to get there yeah i think yeah definitely so i couldn't answer that one straight on no no, that was that was perfect a couple more here for you man what what has been your biggest limiting belief that you've had to really work through oh you give me some big questions right now you're like lock in again (laughs) biggest limiting belief hold on Probably something around like the not good enough, mm-hmm. I would say, um, or or not being worthy or that like I deserve. Not that I can't. I've always thought that I can. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a willing of like actually doing it and then deserving it. Like I said before, I got like so, emo- I get so emotional every time that I, I get emotional again. Every time that I think about the thanks that I've had from yeah. people, like it's just like immediately I'm just like, oh. I just get overwhelmed with emotion because it's mm. it's 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 actually been quite a lot. Yep. And and like I'm like cool and, and I've got to receive all of this as yep. well. Like this is like a lot a lot to receive. And just being like deserving of that has mm. just been huge. And and like I remember having like a breakthrough um, experience. <laughs> this was they, they like sort of had, I had a full-blown exorcism like a couple months ago. It was crazy. Um, when I did the event with Preston and Alexi, like, yeah. it, it was real. I was fucking foaming at the mouth. Yeah. And shit. It was crazy. It was just during breath work. And yeah. it, was, it was nuts. But um, there was a moment there where I was talking to one of the facilitators and I was like, I started crying and my lip was quivering and I was just like, oh, come this is coming up. And she started telling me stuff about it. She's like, I can't feel your fucking heart. And like posting, poking me in the chest. And then she's like, why? And I asked me, I can't remember. She said something and I was just like, oh, the shit's coming up right now. Holy shit. And I was like, 
I'm so fucking scared of, and for lack of better words is what it is, I was like, of people thinking that I'm too good for stuff that I do and, and hating me for it. So there's like this limiting belief of just like not mm. being able to shine yep. or not being able to be wild mm-hmm. or fully express yourself. And like, cause, because I was like in there, in the room and I was like, oh man, I don't want to trigger people. Like I've got sexy ass girlfriend who's crushing it. She's amazing. I have this amazing business with like this crazy community around me. I have like the best friends mm-hmm. ever. I'm doing exactly what I love every single day. I get to do anything. I'm not yeah. on any sort of schedule. I can yeah. eat what I want, train when I want, like do everything and like, and I'm still hustling for it as well. And I love that. And I have yep. great relationships with my parents. I pay for mum's psychology sessions and I see my dad all the time. Like it's, and like, like we're best friends. So I have this like amazing life and I've got all the muscles and this like perfect <laughs> fucking physique and like, sorry everyone, I'm good looking too. Like, like all this stuff. And I didn't want to, for anyone to sort of see that. Mm. So then what I do is I put a mask of this yep. ego cocky boy who would try to prove himself and I'd say things around so like people would judge me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that's why I go to gym and that's why like I'm a pro. That's why I have muscles, whatever it is. And I'd say those things intentionally instead of just being me. Being you. Because I was trying to justify, and I wouldn't say it in like a, in like a, like a mad dick way, like, oh, I have muscles or anything. I'd try to like sneak it in there yeah. so that people would forgive me for having muscles. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had this, because I was like, oh, I don't deserve the muscles because I'm going to trigger someone else. Someone else, yeah. F- for those exact reasons. And then like, and I've been preaching this and talking about it. I'm like- Projecting like your- insecurity about what you're worried about onto someone else yes yeah. and there's like there's insecurity there there's there's like um and i, and I told there's like, like there was like insecurity there was there's ego showing up there was like self-doubt all these things of just like who i was and then there was a part of myself was like no shine as bright as you fucking can because other people when they see that like there's like, you should be able to warm like it's a good leader should be able to walk in a room and people just go i'm inspired by that person yeah. like whatever they're doing like came mm-hmm. and i was like well like i get that and that's where I wanted to be. And it's like, well, if you're dimming your light and you're not shining, you're doing like a disservice to fucking everyone around you mm. and they can all sniff it out and that's why they can't feel your heart. And it's like, cool. So I can be amazing and love people too and bring them yeah. along. So that was like a limiting belief of just not being worthy, deserving mm. or thinking that I can't shine bright. Mm-hmm. And then after having that like cracked and ripped out of me, I've just been like, like sucked in everyone. Yeah. Like, Here yeah. I fucking come. Check these out. Look at this. So that's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. Mate, do you have any daily non-negotiables? Mm-hmm. So like I wake up and I like, <gasps> I hydrate and I go straight to the gym first. That's my like main thing. It's like, mm-hmm. that is like my goddamn me time. That is, I eat like four or five times a day, mm-hmm. like religiously. Yep. And it's like, this, like my whole day is organized around my food. Cause it's like every single time that something's like not happening right. It's like, oh, your sleep's down a bit. And like you had like too much food here or something like naughty, yep. whatever it was. And it's just like stuffed up your digestion and stuff. And part of being a bodybuilder, as you know, is how, how aware are you? Yeah. Like with your so body, man, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Have 100%. something a little bit too much. I mean, you're like, why well, I feel like shit today. And it's like, I'm operating at eight. Yeah, <laughs> you, know you, I mean? you know the variables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy. So I think just having those like literally all locked in, mm-hmm. like non-negotiables, uh, uh, like the best thing ever. And also giving love. Like I try to give love to as many people as possible. And I, and I try to have put my priority, my priorities in place as in like team first, yep. one-on-ones, community, and have that all organized. So they're just like real simple, daily non-negotiables, always wear my O-ring. Yep. So like, I'm like tracking my sleep so yep. I can like see what's going on in there. Fantastic. And um, I try to take some time, like daily non-negotiable, just like just to listen to an audio book. And I was yeah, just great. like, just like fantasy. Mm-hmm. Not even like I listen, when I walk to the gym, I'm like business or self-development or something like, yeah, hell yeah. Um, and then, 
I like to listen to like a, like something fantasy just to like let my mind just go whoosh yeah. and come out. Yeah. And then like a weekly non-negotiable for mine is like actually deep study. So like nice. every single week I'll sit down with, um, I've been writing out notes for two years on one book or the origin and history of consciousness. I wrote like, there was like three A4 books of notes that I took wow. and I'm putting them down into one A3 like my one A2 pad of paper, whatever the big pad of paper yeah, is. Yeah. So I'm writing it all down there. And then when I do that, then I'm typing everything up so that I, can, I soak that in. Ah, yeah. So it's been like that's two years. Cool. So I try to do that once every, um, like at least once a week and go down. And I'm, I'm so close to finishing it, like having it all written down. <laughs> I'm looking at the notes <laughs> yeah. written down. It's like 2021 this time. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, it's been so long. That's awesome. But I committed to it. So I'll yeah. just start, definitely not to that degree. I've just started doing uh, something similar with, um, yeah. Change your short, change your thoughts, change your life with um, Dr. Wayne Dyer, which is his interpretation of the Tao Te Ching. Oh, so cool! Hectic. It's uh, it's it's fucking awesome. I would highly recommend it. What do you I'll send you a link to I've it. seen you like um, like post. Like I'm literally up to. So what I'm doing is I'm just listening to one verse, so like one chapter daily, and then taking notes on it, and then just trying to let it sink in, and then moving mm-hmm. on to the next. Um, and the way he even wrote the book in the first place was reading the Tao Te Ching. And he would read one verse every four days. So he would, li- he would read it, meditate on it for three days, write his own summary of it, and then move on to the next one. So it took him like a year to, to read the book. It's crazy. Um, last thing I had for you uh, before we wrap up is if you were able to give just one message to the listeners and that was like what they, that was their one piece of value that they could take, in, take from you for your whole life, what would it be? For my whole life, yeah, be fucking wild, and I mean that. I'm not saying it in like a like small sense. Like, be fucking wild. We're humans. We're so emotional. We have so much passion, enthusiasm, love, anger, lust, sadness, everything else. Like, feel it, and be fucking wild. Mad, Corey. Thanks so much for your time, man. I have thoroughly enjoyed both of our conversations on the podcast today, man. And we didn't even get around to being able to talk about your podcast, which is extremely, <laughs> extremely fucking valuable. And there is so much, uh, so much value in the episodes that you have and the content that you share. And um, I really want the audience to be able to absorb as much of that as possible. So I'll obviously have the links to socials, website, podcast, everything in the show notes below. But um, if someone does want to learn more from you, where is the best platform that, that you can send them to? Yeah, so most active on, actually on my podcast which is just Corey Batwell podcast mm-hmm. if you put that in anything it's everywhere and then Instagram which is just Corey Batwell so there and like Beautiful. if you want to see what we're up to in our community it's set the standard community on Instagram we do some pretty cool stuff in there as well like to see like, some of the guys because we like we like to share and put a lot of their stuff up too um, so it's really good to have a bit of a flick through as well Appreciate you being on here, man. And I'm looking forward to, to staying connected and, and continue, continuing to learn more from you and take as much value as possible. And we'll stay in touch, brother. Yeah, you're amazing, Danny. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. And for everyone who's tuned in, uh, if you've taken some value from today's conversation, which I am absolutely certain that you have, we would love for you to take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your social media, tag myself, tag Corey, let us know your feedback and your number one, number one lesson from today. Uh, make sure you be wild and uh, subscribe to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. 